Good evening and welcome to Geek Card, right here on Reality Radio 101. And now, right to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome to Geek Card. It's Friday. We're going to have a great show. Tell me when I'm telling lies. I'm your host, Andrew Young. With me, as always, is Mr. Green. Tell me when I'm telling lies. I, I can't because you're not one Bill Andrew. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I'm no counterfeit buck. That's it. No, you are not. That's right. We got a I great wouldn't show. be friends with you if you were. That's right. There you go. Because I think we- you should be fired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight, folks. Uh, later on in the program, we're talking to actor Tedra Rogers. She's on the uh, second season of Cruel Summer, airing on Freeform in the States and ABC Spark here in Canada right now. We're in mid-season of that. We're going to be talking to her about the show. Uh, we're also going to be giving our review of Joyride, which hit theaters today. And to start out the show, you know what? This particular guest, no matter how many times we've had them on, longtime friend of the show, has always been like, oh, oh, you know, just who canceled? Who canceled? This is the first time we've ever actually booked this person because somebody canceled. And that is because they are reliable and they are trustworthy and they're a good comic creator. Tell me what I'm telling lies. Welcome back to the program, Mr. Jay Torres. You are telling lies right now. (laughs) Oh, you're not reliable? No, the first part about... Never having called me in as a cancellation guest or a sub. This is the first time. Just I've called you in. You I've called you in as a kid. You've been rejected before. <laughs> this is not the first time I've called you in for it. Like I've had you on as a sub host, but not as a sub guest. So there you go. Six first of time. one, half a dozen of another lie. <laughs> anyway, I'm here. And um, hopefully have something to contribute. <laughs> I think you will, because, as I said, reliable and trustworthy. We'll be talking with you about, of course, the DC Adventure Comics, Motion Comics, and more. It's all happening right here. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Jay. And, of course, if you want to send us an email, email us at geekcardshow at gmail.com. We'll read your email on the air. Uh, we're going to take the break now. This has been this is Geek Card, Reality Radio 101. On the edge, trying to keep my eyes up. Take the darkness to the grave. Is this the moment when we say... Hey, everybody. Jimmy the Short Order Cook here, asking you... What's better than listening to Geek Card? Answer, listen to Geek Card while wearing a Geek Card t-shirt. And there's a place you can get them at tpublic.com slash user slash Geek Card. We got a bunch of great shirts there. We got Geek Card shirts. We got a Mr. Green's Tasty Meat shirt. Hell, we got a Back Issue Bloodbath shirt. For all your geek needs with your geek merch... You want to go to tpublic.com slash user slash geekart. I'm not just asking you. I'm telling you. Welcome back to Geek Hard right here on Reality Radio 101. And now back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back to Geek Card. Andrew Young and Mr. Green here with substitute guest comic creator Jay Torres on a glorious Friday night. 
Uh, just a moment, we're going to be talking with Jay about the Adventure Comics Motion Comics for DC. Uh, but before we do that, just want to remind you folks that if you enjoy our quality programming each and every week and you're like, man, I wish I could spend more time with them. Well, there's a way you can, and that's by going to patreon.com slash geekart. If you sign up there, become a geekart again, become a patron, and, you know, become part of the family. Not only will you be supporting us making this great show, but also on top of that, you get cool exclusives like early access to podcasts. Uh, you get access to Mr. Green's extra hard podcast where he and a special guest sit down and they talk about a movie or a TV show or an actor or director and they dig deep. It's a deep dive introspection on a particular topic. I know that Jay has uh, been a guest on that many a time. Mm-hmm. And also you get access to the January Men Pilot, a experimental podcast that we did where <laughs> four people can, well, four people argue the merits of a classic piece of cinema and uh, perhaps classic, so, perhaps classic. It's decided at the end, so to speak. <laughs> and some people are did not enjoy their time there, but you will enjoy your time listening to it. Jay, you were one of the people that didn't enjoy their time on the show. Do I, the question is, do I ever enjoy the my time? To that is, and, and, and the answer is always no. I don't, I, Jay, let me ask you a serious question right now. Serious question. I'm going to dig deep here. I want, I want, I want to, we, for everybody who's listening right now, we all want to know the absolute truth from you. No more telling lies. No Andrew telling lies. You know, telling lies. Are you ever happy? Of course. As soon as I hang up, <laughs> I am joyful. I am I am pure joy and bliss. There you go. There you go. I no the lies. thing is he's no never lies. held that back. That's always been Hashtag very true. Truth, I, I, truth it, it bombs. Is, it is. I went for lunch with him uh, uh last week and curmudgeon the whole time. I saw him get in his truck to drive away. Big shit-eating grin on his face. It's so true. Yeah, yeah, my God. No, it's because I was listening to uh, Beyonce or something. <laughs> That's there you it. Go. There okay. You go. So, so if you at home, if you're not able to listen to Beyonce to make you happy, and you need us to make you happy, go to geek patreon.com slash geekcard. Sign up today. Uh, so now let's get into the show at hand. As I said, we have our substitute guest here, Jay Torres, uh, comic creator we've known for many years talented stuff and you've done a lot of work over the years with uh with dc usually in the all ages realm and this again is another project uh dc's adventure comics motion comics that are of the all ages variety how did uh how'd you end up working on this project um well the current one which is called adventure comics um came about after last year's motion comics, uh, which were Batman family related. We did three of those and uh, they did so well that they wanted us to do more. Um, I think the first one's got over a couple million views, which is the most eyes uh, I've had any project of mine has ever had. Um, So yeah, they did well and they wanted us to do more. Um, It was originally supposed to be called Brave and the Bold, but another editor uh, called dibs on that title. So we pivoted and somebody suggested Adventure Comics. Um, and basically, it's Brave and the Bold, though. It's Batman plus another DC uh, hero or two or three teaming up um, for these motion comics. Uh, so for anybody who's not familiar with the term motion comics, it's basically a comic book that uh, has motion, <laughs> that, that moves, that has some animation. Uh, it's got the voice work. It's got sound effects. It's got the music. So it's a partially animated um, comic book that you can watch on the DC Kids YouTube channel. Right on DC Kids YouTube, uh, and of course, uh, the 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 episodes that have come out for this batch for Adventure Comics, they obviously have a feel that when you look at the characters that are picked, that they're kind of not tying in, but like coming out around the same times as DC films. Correct. Well, let me just say that they're not officially tie-ins. No, they're but, not tie-ins. But if you want to guess who's coming up, you could look at the DC schedule of movies 
yeah. get a bit of a clue there. Yeah, I mean. So are, are you saying, Jay, that we should expect another another uh, short, uh, like a, a motion comic come, say, August? Um, if there's a DC movie coming out, maybe. <laughs> I'm actually officially not allowed to say what, but right, hint, right. hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, right? Exactly. If you go and look at what DC-related film is coming to theaters in August, you'll get a clue on what the next episode's all about. Because, yeah, the most recent episode, of course, featured Flash and Supergirl, who were the stars of the Flash movie. And, Coincidence. Uh, yes. And also, Batman actually worked in like a triple this time because Batman is actually mm -hmm. in that movie as well. So, whereas the, the episode that came out before that had Shazam. Coincidentally. Roughly, coincidentally, some, for some reason, coincidentally close to around the release of Fury of the Gods. It's called Coincidental Vertical Integration. There you go. There you go. I think that's the official marketing term. That does sound very uh, corporate speak. Coincidental vertical integration. Yeah, that that works. I think yeah, that. I just works. I I just try to write a good story, and they do all the vertical and integrating that they want. There you go. Now, when you come, like again, these these uh, these little episodes are basically broken up into two parts each, so roughly three minutes per part. So you're, you're roughly writing a six minute story to play out on screen, but because it's a motion comic, do you just, do you approach it the same way you would writing just uh, like a six page story for a, uh, for an actual issue that comes out? They're actually 10 pages each. Um, okay. So basically the same amount as an issue in terms of pages. Uh, and in terms of the way I write it, I write it the same way I usually do, which is full script, but, I'd suggest potential or possible um, animation, which I just put in like all caps. So like if Batman is throwing a, a batarang, I might put throwing a batarang in full caps so that they know that this is just me suggesting that that's something you can do. Um, <clears throat> just, or you know, like if there's more than one action in the panel, I kind of suggest I'd rather have this one instead of that one, but ultimately... Uh, the director of the motion comic, uh, the animation part, picks that. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I've noticed that uh, in the first two parts, at least, uh, you're working with uh, the same artist, uh, Marcelo de... De Chiara, uh, yep. De Chiara, thank you. I, I... Yeah, he's uh, a very talented Brazilian artist. He's done a lot of work for DC, DC Kids in particular, but he's also done work for Image and Marvel and some European publishers as well. Yeah. What was that like? Like, cause have you, you, before this project, had you ever worked with him or ever spoken to him before? Um, we started working together on um, the last batch of motion comics. There were two artists working on that. And before that, there was the Batman Nightwatch mm, um, miniseries right. that I did or maxi series, which incidentally talk about vertical integration here and marketing the trade paperback of which is coming out in August. There you go. Nice. Excellent. But it has nothing to do with any DC film properties that may or may not be releasing in August. That one I can confirm. Yes. Yes, there was, yeah. <laughs> yes it does not. Yes. Because there's no surprise Batman movie coming out in August is basically you what know, we're I all mean, confirming right now. <laughs> well, given the way things are going over there, who knows? Who knows? That's true. That's true. <laughs> like I'm we seeing things drop from DC that I was like, did I even hear about that before it showed up? It's yeah. so weird these days. Yeah, it's crazy. We got an email in from Ken, uh, Sir Ken N, who says, Geeks, always a pleasure to hear Jay Torres. I love that guy. Joyride, a five. Hey to the old man. Oh, somebody's talking about me? Yeah, old man, somebody's talking about you. Hey to you there, Ken. Ken, that's like, that's a strong name. It's coming up in uh, that film that's coming out in a few weeks there. Oh, you mean the you mean the one with the with Barbie? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the Barbie, the Barbie. Yes, there's a lot of Kens in that. So maybe Ken, maybe Ken N here is one of the Kens in that movie. You never could know. be. He could be. Yeah. Well, yeah. So maybe congrats. maybe you're maybe you're because well we know that you are the original Ken. No, 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 no. I'm I'm the original old man. Yes, That's... but they based Ken on you. We know. Well, that. they based a lot of people on me. You know, GI Joe, Ken. 
Sylvester Stallone. They made him in a lab, and I'll prove it. Based, they're all based on me. But anyways, thank you, Ken. Congratulations on Barbie. I'm looking forward to seeing it. All right. Well, thanks, old man. I based Ooh. my characterization of Gorilla Grodd on the old man. Really? Okay. No, not yeah. really. That was lies. No. <laughs> that's lies. So that's here the you go. This, You're telling lies. That's the theme lies. of this episode, lies. Wow. Yeah. Much how DC's first batch of cinematic films in their new regime is going to be gods and monsters for the Jay Torres episode of Geek Card. It's secrets and lies. Definitely. Because he's had some secrets, too, because he can't confirm or deny things. See? That's there right. There you go. Coinc- coincidental vertical integration. There you go. That just sounds painful, in my opinion. It does sound like a medical condition. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like I'm going in for a coincidental in- a vertical integration. Yeah. Uh, should recover in about six weeks from it. You know, it's not covered by OHIP. It sucks. Yeah. You're, atta- you're attaching things, you know, it's 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 just a giant mess, you know. You never know where it's going to end up. Yeah. Just, well, well, you do case, know it's going to be vertically. Yes. That is, that's well, all in you this know. Case, in this case, we know it's on the DC Kids YouTube channel. Well, there you go, yes. yeah. DC Kids YouTube channel, uh, Adventure Comics. Very, very excited to see when the next one will drop, which we cannot yeah, confirm it's gonna or be deny. A big, it's going to be a big surprise when it does. Big surprise. Because you guys won't know. Won't know. There are no clues out there. For no the next clues out there. Will- Definitely yeah, not. The next two that will drop. Oh. So if actually, this, one thing I do want to talk to you about you, because of course, one of the episodes involves Captain Marvel. Oh, sorry. Shazam. Right. Yeah, Shazam. Yeah. Come on. Don't get the lawyers involved. Yeah, I know. But that's the thing. Because of that, ever since the Shazam changes, they slowly have faded out other names. And so now a lot of the other members of the Shazam family just have like, First names, names like Darla, yeah. Pedro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which How do I you don't feel know about that. <laughs> I I feel very strongly against it in the fact, in the sense that I would like them to do something about it. Um, I even suggested to my editor that I don't know who he would suggest this to. To be honest, that um, you know, Shazam has been referred to as Captain Thunder. Or there's like an alternate version of Shazam referred to as Captain Thunder in the DCU or in the multiverse. So. Maybe there's a way to refer to those other Shazams as, you know, Darla Thunder and Pedro Thunder and so on. Uh, but I don't know what you do when you get to Mary. If she, I mean, she's still called Mary Marvel, I believe. Oh, okay. But Mary so... Thunder works, you know, the Thunder family. I don't know. But that's just me trying to figure out all the uh, uh, the ways to rebrand these characters within the DC universe. I mean, just like. You know, we couldn't use Brave and the Bold, so we pivoted and went with uh, Adventure Comics. So I'm thinking they could pivot and use Thunder somehow. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, Definitely, right? yeah. sure. Uh, Jay, now obviously, like we're doing a like a team up book, like the you know our story like this. Uh, you get to play in multiple sandboxes, as it were, right? Um, and I know we've talked about this in the past. Like you, one of your your favorite all time comic book uh, teams is uh, Alpha Flight, of course, but is it something that you really enjoy like getting to play in multiple sandboxes simultaneously versus just, you know, I'm writing a Batman book or a flash book. Oh, I've always enjoyed writing teams over, you know, solo heroes. Uh, and that stems from my reading preference. Even as a kid, I prefer team books over, you know, the solo books. So I don't think I read, you know, I read some Batman books, um, detective comics and so on, but I prefer to see, Batman as part of the Justice League or the Outsiders, for example. Uh, you know, Titans, Alpha Flight, Avengers, all those guys. And particularly Marvel, I, I rarely read any solo books with the exception of maybe some of, you know, uh, Daredevil by Miller, that sort of stuff. Um, maybe a bit of the Hulk here and there, but mostly it was about the teams, whether it's the FF, the uh, Avengers, and so on. So, yeah, I, I love working with teams. It's a bit trickier. Um, than just having the one character fighting the one villain and trying to coordinate, you know, three, four, five different characters in like 20 pages is even more of a challenge. Make sure to give everybody some some uh, screen time. But I prefer it. I much prefer it over, you know, a solo story, solo hero. Yeah, no, yeah. You've always, 
it, it actually really comes out in your writing that the more heroes you get to play with, the the happier Jay is. Um, but uh, of course, you know you don't just write, you know, hero comics as well. You don't you don't just write for DC. Um, you've written a, a plethora of different comics. In fact, we've had you on. Uh, the last time we had you on, I think, for your comic work, we were talking about Stealing Home, which, of course, was the graphic novel that uh, came out. I guess it was about was it about two years ago now, or was it a year ago? About a year, year and a bit. Yeah, year and a bit, and it's something that still is getting a lot of recognition. I know that it. Uh, I want to congratulate you. You won the uh, the Hackmatack Award for English Fiction recently, and I know that uh, you've toured a lot of schools. Uh, presenting information on the book and uh, and yeah, it seems like it's kind of like the project that keeps on giving. Yeah, well, that's kind of what happens. It's sort of like when you have a movie come out, say I don't know, last fall, then it gets nominated for an Oscar, then it gets sort of a new life in you know January, February, March, and so on, right? Mm. Uh, so this book, uh, fortunately, uh, was nominated for like a handful of awards, which was great. Uh, we only won one. <laughs> and uh, got an honorable mention or an honor book uh, accolade for another. But, you know, like they say, it's it's nice just to be nominated and it gives the uh, the title a new life and a bigger audience. Um, yeah, so like you said, I've been touring for the last, I don't know, six weeks or so, and I'm very tired and I'm ready to just enjoy the summer and sweat until I melt. When you talk to kids about comics, though, is there a part of you that wants to just sit them all down and say, run. It's just, it's, it's too hellacious work. You, you're going to starve at times. It's scary out there. Or are you very much like comics is a great world. Come on in. Well, I mean, I keep it real. I tell them that it's not easy, but you know, a lot of careers out there, particularly in the creative fields is, you know, is a challenge. Um, but if it's something they're passionate about, something they want to really want to do, then they got to give it a shot. Um, but I do tell them, like, you know, it took me a good five years of, uh, you know, trying to break in and then another five years to get to the point where I can do this full time. Um, and even to this day, I'm working full time, but I'm constantly hustling and, um, you know, juggling the freelance stuff with the creator owned stuff. So as rewarding as it is, both, you know, financially and in terms of creativity, uh, it's it's not it's not easy, but. I'd rather be doing this than other something else. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I really and I really enjoy it. So I, I just keep it real. Um, and most most of the kids are smart enough to understand that. But most I don't know how many. To be perfectly honest with you, like out of let's say a group of a hundred kids that I'm speaking to or presenting to, there's maybe maybe five or ten that are interested in maybe drawing writing of some kind. Everybody else wants to be on TikTok or play in the NBA or the NHL. <laughs> you know, it's right. just the way it is. I remember there's that one career day at uh, your work, Mr. Green, where a girl said to you, I want to be a dancer. <laughs> you know, it's hard to, you know, to put a kid's dreams down, you yeah. know, and uh, say something, you know, like, I think you have a better chance of going into comics than becoming a professional dancer. But, you know, because I think there should be more comic book people out there personally. You know, we've got enough dancers. We don't need more. Right there, right there, people. There's your headline right there. Mr. Green says comics more important than dancing. He's anti-dance. He is the mayor <laughs> in freaking Footloose. Something happened to his kid long ago. I didn't say dancers. band dancing. I Now you're telling lies. See, now you're telling lies. <laughs> I didn't say that. All I'm saying is I that... asked you to tell me what I'm telling lies. You just did. Good That's for right. you. What I'm saying is that I think Jay Torres is more important as a creator than any dancer. That's what and I, I'm all... saying. Jay Torres should actually give in to his dream of becoming a dancer. What makes you guys think that I'm not? You don't know what I do at night. You don't know where I go. I was. Uh, no, I'm not going to go down that road. I was about to say. I was a little. You, uh, you you have no idea what vibes I've got. Is that the term that kids use now? Vibes? I don't even. Know. I, I don't know. We're, we're too old. Yeah, All three I, of us are way too old. Everybody who's on moves. this call is too old. Right. Hey, well, listen. I can still cut a rug. There you go. So yeah, I got a pair of scissors too. You know, we can totally take care of that. If you want to see Jay cut a rug, 
or really just see what his comics are coming up. Of course, they can find you on all the socials at J Torres Comics, correct? Yes, but never mind that. Go to the DC Kids YouTube channel and watch the motion comics because the last time around, the views were really good. They made us do more or they asked us to do more, and I would love to do more. So go watch, watch, like. There you go. I was going to say comment and subscribe, but you can't comment. I think you can subscribe, but you can. Oh, you can't you can comment like. on the DC Kids? Yeah, I mean, for most of the, I think that was the new rule, you know, when it was that, five years ago, and they started changing up yeah. the rules for oh, YouTube for, and for stuff for kids? Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. yeah, 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 they just turn And here's the thing that really frustrates me. I can't even make a playlist of half of the stuff, because that's one of the yeah. no-nos for, like, kids content, which is very mm. frustrating. But anyway. But at the yeah. I understand on some on some parts of it, but yeah, you can you can like and subscribe, share, download all those things on the DC Kids thing. To Jay's point, you just unfortunately can't comment. There you go. So if you want to show your kids these motion comics, go to DC Kids YouTube channel. Hey, it's subscribe. good for adults too. It's all ages. If yeah, it is all ages. Part. It's just yep. you know I'm promoting the want to show your kids part since it's DC Kids. Like what the hell, man? Come on. What's, I'm a DC uh, kid. You're a DC kid. We're all DC kids. I'm more uh, of a no, Marvel zombie. He's a Mar- but anyways, yeah, it, right? <laughs> I'm a DC kid for sure. But and weren't they? I remember they used to be called Johnny DCs. It's Johnny and Janie DC. There you go. I don't oh. remember a Janie DC. I remember Johnny. I'm DC. being. I'm being somewhat inclusive. There we go. <laughs> so, but Johnny can be in any kid name, in my opinion. Well, yeah, yeah there's like a Johnny Thunder, which is a, a woman, and a Johnny Thunder that's a guy. There you go. It's just, a, it's just different spelling. Yeah, there you, exactly. I-E-Y, uh, whatever. Well, Jay, I want to thank you for coming on the program, man. And, of course, uh, I look forward to the next Adventure Comics motion comic when it comes out possibly in August. Maybe. Possibly with characters that might be in a movie. Who knows? And we then don't once, know. And then once again, potentially, possibly, maybe Jay, sometime later this fall. Vertical. I forgot my own term now. Coincidental <laughs> vertical, Coincidental vertical integration. 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 Oh, yes, man. just like just like a shirt that says Legion of Substitute Guests Geek Hard would be <laughs> coincidental go. vertical integration. So do you there guys, you, you know. Put put that in the idea box. Jay, so Jay, are you saying you would, be the, you would be the Superboy of the Legion of Substitute Guests? No, I would be the Arms Fall Off Boy. Arm Fall Off. Oh yeah, the, uh, yeah, he's great. He's great. See, oh, there well. you go. Jay, I want to thank you for coincidentally vertically integrating into our show tonight, and uh, I look forward to you coming on the show again, even though you don't look forward to it. Yeah, it's just you know. You know my number. When the next person calls sick, calls in sick, I'm right here. I know. All right. Have yourself a great night, Jay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jay. Bye. So that was Jay Torres. Of course, you can check out the Adventure Comics Motion Comics at the DC Kids YouTube channel. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be giving our review of Joyride right here. Geek Card, Route Radio 101. Remember when you used to go to the comic shop and browse through the stacks, picking up comic after comic, talking to your fellow customers and the store owner about what books you should buy? What kind of outside people daywalker nonsense are you talking about? I don't go outside. Well, thank goodness for Back Issue Bloodbath with Andrew Young and Petula Neal. Well, we talk about comics old and new. Mostly old. But sometimes new. Every Wednesday, new episodes drop at geekartshow.com or wherever you catch your pots. Check it out and have yourself a good. Welcome back to Geek Card right here on Reality Radio 101. And now back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. 
Welcome back to Geek Card Friends. Andrew Young and Mr. Green here. In just a moment, we're going to be giving our review of Joyride. But right now, we're going to read some of the emails that have come in. Uh, this one from Gwen N. says, Hello, geeks. Hello to Jay. Hello to the old man. Or somebody talking about me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hello. Hello to Alan Arkin. R.I.P. Yep. R.I.P. He's up there in the sky looking down at us saying... You guys made fun of me for far too long. Uh, and then for Mr. Green, Gwen has sent an actual present for you, a visual present oh, of something that I, I will go over where? that they think you will enjoy in my Gwen? Opinion. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mmm. Yes. Some bacon fat. <laughs> I, I also dabble in essential oils. There you go. There you go. Uh, we got an email in from Don S. who says, Funny show tonight, geeks. Joyride sucks. Well, to the point, direct. There it is. Um, there we go. If you want to send in your email to us, you can email us at geekcardshow at gmail.com, and we'll read your email on the air. Uh, of course, you can email in, give us your reviews. You can email and just say, hey. You can email, email in with questions for Tedra Rogers for later in the program. Uh, but yeah, right now we're going to give our review of Joyride, directed by Adele Lim, written by Lim, Cherry Cheva Pratvadamrong, and Teresa Sayo, uh, produced by Point Grey Pictures, distributed by Lionsgate. Here to read the synopsis is a man you've already heard a couple of times tonight, the old man. Hey, how's it going? That's going good, bud. You? Yeah, it's all right. You know, this is... It's been an interesting night. We got to talk from with Ken from the Barbie movie, and you know, people are saying hey to me, and now I do the synopsis thing. So, like everything's a surprise. Well, the synopsis part is a surprise, but everything else is a surprise in my opinion. And there was the J guy there, and now he's not here, and it's weird because usually he stays the whole time. Well, that's because he was a substitute guest tonight. Oh, okay, all right, there we go. Am I ever a substitute? Anytime. Never. Never. I'm always, I'm always planned. Eh? You're an original, bro. You can't be a substitute. That's right. Except no substitutions. The old man is for real. All righty. When Audrey's business trip to Asia goes sideways, she enlists the aid of Lolo, her reverent childhood best friend who also happens to be a hot mess, Cat, her college friend turned Chinese soap star, and Deadeye, Lolo's eccentric cousin. Their no-holds-barred epic experience becomes a journey of bonding, friendship, belonging, and wild debauchery that reveals the universal truth of what it means to know and love who you are. Well, that sounds very nice. I'll have to go check it out. And, you know, I always, debauchery, you know, that's, I, I've had my fair nights of debauchery, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you uh, you like to tell me, uh, to my chagrin sometimes, the images that I cannot get out of my mind. Hey, you know, sometimes you got to figure out what to do with a pickaxe, a bowl, and three yards of yarn at three in the morning. And it leads to some great adventures. Sure. I don't always need to know those things, though. Oh, I think you do. How are you going to find out how to ferment bull into alcohol at three in the morning? The internet. I if, am. if I wanted to. Yes, you know, the internet. There's this cheater's way out. Yeah. I, I am the internet, son. There we go. There he goes. There he goes. So now let's get into Joyride. Mr. Green, you got to actually check this film out last night. What did you think of Joyride? Um, it's... It, it, okay. Just trying to think of the right words for this. Okay, because... well, while you're, while you're... You compose your words together. We got an email in from Stevie who says, Writing again, geeks. Hey, old man. Hey, that's three, that's three hays in a row. That's there pretty you. good, hey? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. They're liking me tonight. Uh, I heard from three friends to save my money regarding Joyride. Pretty amateurish and boring. Geek hard. Well, geek hard, Steve. Huh? So, Mr. Green, what, do, what say you? Do you agree with Steve? I, okay. So, this is, okay, this film, I think the, I think the issue really is going to come down to is this is one of those films that... 
is going to appeal to certain aspects of the audience, right? Certain audience members are going to gravitate towards this, like all films. But mm-hmm. I think this is really going to split up groups here, right? Um, this is going to be one of those ones where it's like, obviously, it's going to test well with uh, with with women, you know, but it may test well with some men. And then not mm. so much, right? Depending and then your age group, and of course, there's all those things. Um, the comedy overall, like it's clear that there is a level of um, of the hangover in this in the storytelling. Yeah. You know, obviously, because we got four main characters, they're kind of going on this wacky adventure thing, and uh, and there's you know that kind of um, uh, not gross out humor, but like over the top humor. That yeah, you over the top humor. Like there's there's sex humor in it. There's yeah. raunchy. Com- it's raunchy comedy. Yeah, raunchy. That's that. Yeah, yeah. it's like, and it's something that we actually haven't seen in theaters for a while now. Like some and, on the small screen, but in actual theatrical releases, it's probably been like a good almost a decade since there's been like a big raunchy comedy in theaters. Like a, as a that could potentially be a breakout. Yeah, I I would yeah. agree with that. Because uh, to be fair, for some people who may go to the theater for this, there there is a uh, standout moment, as it were, during this film that may surprise some people. Mm. Right, and uh, you know sometimes the devil is in the details. The and, devil is in the details, and yes, that is. It's been a long time since we've had that that full picture in a mainstream film. Yes. Yes. And uh um, in fact the last time I could think of something being that bam you can see it was probably The Wolf of Wall Street is the last time and even that was a bit farther away. Yeah. So, you know, like there there's some stuff there. Now, as far as the uh, the uh, the chemistry between our leads, you know, uh, especially with, uh, you know, the two uh, of uh, uh, Sherry Cola and Ashley Park, you know, mm-hmm. who are like kind of like the main crux of this, you know, even though, yeah. yes, Stephanie Sue is, is there to uh, as part of this, as well as Sabrina Wu, all four of them are playing those archetypes in, in, in their way, you know, not the same, nowhere near the same. 100% archetypes, although Deadeye is kind of Galifianakis-esque. But what, in, that type of character is always kind of like intrinsic to the stories. There's yeah. always going to be the the outlier, could never know what they're going to do type character. Yeah, the, the one who is at times going to hinder the story or escalate the situations depending on what kind of shenanigans they're willing to get into. Mm-hmm. And you have usually like kind of the more reserved, conservative person. You got like the the you know uh wild and carefree person and you you know your other archetype is you know is kind of like uh the the tweener right kind of floats around does all the different things and kind of you yeah. know works with everybody we we fit all of those in there the thing though as i was watching this i have to say like first of all i was in a great audience there because th- there were some people laughing at jokes that i uh, whether they were specifically uh cultural jokes or you know like uh um even age appropriate jokes because like as i get older some jokes are now going over my head right right you know it's like the reverse of when we were children when we were like 10 12 years old some of those jokes are going over our heads because we're not old enough in this case i am too old for some of these jokes Mm -hmm. uh clearly because i heard uh, you know some teenage girls laughing at certain points. And then I hear like some older ladies laughing at other points. And I'm just like, yep. Okay, cool. They're enjoying themselves. I still had fun. I got, I would say probably at least 90% of the jokes had a good time. Yeah. I think most of the jokes in this were pretty straightforward. I think, yeah, it is really what it comes down to is that it's a fun movie. You know, it's not, there's like, there's not major depth to it. It's like, it's a story about people. It's a story about friendships. It's a story about how friendships change. Which is, they're all universal things mm-hmm. that we see in comedies. And they're actually, they're the crux of a comedy like this. It's like, usually yeah. if you're doing a raunchy comedy, the friendship is kind of the goal. Yeah, exactly. And I also look at this as, I, what I would say is that this is the perfect date movie. If you're looking to go on a, like a, go see a movie on a date, this is great. Because this will appeal 
to, you know, to the female members or the male members, depending on or both, depending on how it is. And then and that's when you get into the raunchy comedy versus, you know, straight up adventure comedy, you know, like road movie. There's all these aspects in there that are going to fit for a lot of different people. And mm-hmm. I think that's really going to work. Yeah. If you if you're easily offended by raunchy comedies, yeah. this is pretty much just like all the other raunchy comedies. You'll be offended by this one as well. That's yeah, just although the way I d- although I will say. I will say comparatively speaking to some of the other raunchy comedies. Yeah, not that we are, as bad. Yeah. No, it's other than one particular moment. I that think particular that, thing, but also there's one part that, well, you know, the hotel, shit, my, my nuts did hurt, but that yeah. was, but at the same time I got, the, I thought the joke was funny. It's yes. just a natural reaction because I have that nuts. whole That's, sequence. Yeah. I was, I was loving that entire sequence. Man, very well done. That's the thing. They did a really good job of giving everybody their moment, including Deadeye, which it's hard to give yeah. the funny character their moment, you know, yeah. like agency. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, uh, and I would also say, I, I think you'd agree with me that this is a nice change of not all the good jokes are in the, in the trailer. Yes. Yes. They did keep a lot out of the trailer, which I was proud of them for because so many comedies, the trailer people just give everything away. Um, but yeah, so you're saying people should see, as you mentioned, you said it's a good date movie. People should go I, see it in theaters yeah. if they're on, going on a date. Absolutely. You know, if you're just looking for a girl's night out or something like that, or you just, are you just wanting a funny film? I think this, this works for a lot of people. Obviously some of our listeners tonight don't agree with us, but yeah, what else? Well, is but there? again, that's, but also that they're not the audience for it. That's, you know, that's yeah, just, I, that's all they're saying. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's a fun film. If you're, if you're into raunchy comedies, if you, again, if you're looking for a girl's night or a date night or whatever, it'd be fun to go out to this. Um, but you know, other people who are just kind of curious, you might want to wait till rental, but I enjoyed it. I would go to the theater for it. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Tedra Rogers from Cruel Summer. It's all happening right here, Geek Card Radio 101. Moving forward. Want to advertise on Geekard and be heard by thousands of listeners? It's easy. It's simple. It's fun. Email us at geekardshow at gmail.com for information on our advertising packages today. Have a Welcome back to Geek Card right here on Reality Radio 101. And now back to your geeks, Andrew Young and Mr. Green. Welcome back to Geek Card, friends. Andrew Young and Mr. Green here. And it's time to bring in our last guest of the evening. She is an actor who can be seen on the second season of Cruel Summer which is currently playing on Freeform in the States and ABC Spark here in Canada. Please welcome to the program, Tedra Rogers. Oh, hi. (laughs) Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm pretty good, I'm pretty good. So, of course, Cruel Summer, it's airing right now, the second season. Uh, You guys, of course, it's a a new story because it's an anthology series, so it's a new story every season. Yeah. But still, you know, around... A little bit of murder, a little bit of mystery. Oh, yeah, definitely. Lots of mystery, lots of twists and turns. Still in the same universe that has been confirmed to me like it is. And I think uh, fans picked up on some Easter eggs like oh. anthology, but same world. So There we go. There we go. So it's the it's the cruel summer television universe. There we go. I guess. Yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, with this show, of course, the, the three main characters are going through a lot of like, you know, going through a lot of angst, a lot of hard emotions. Then, of course, going going through some harrowing trouble with some murder mystery. Uh, your character, Amy, 
seems to have this is the part you want if you are going to live in the cruel summer universe <laughs> amy is the type of character you want to be just having fun for the I summer know. hanging I out know. it's so funny because um you know, when I was first cast as Amy, like I've said it a hundred times, I thought she was going to be a mean girl. They wanted me to go blonde. I thought she was just sort of going to be this stereotypical 90s character. But instead, they just went so hard into like, she loves her friends, but she's just there to have a good time. I mean, I everyone in the third timeline is really deeply affected by Luke's, um, you know mystery i think everyone knows at this point like it was revealed in the first episode when luke when luke is discovered dead like i think everybody is affected by it but i think amy does a really good job of covering it and just bouncing along (laughs) yeah yeah just living life totally well i gotta say because again 99 2000 which is where this this story takes place uh that was around my time i had just gotten out of high school at that point and i remember going to parties and, you know, meeting up with girls and they come up with the weirdest drinking games and stuff. And so when I saw the hurricane where you just basically was like, hey, drink this yeah. put water in the guy's face and then smacked him right across the face. Yeah. That so- brought back painful memories. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, I've been hurricaned. I yeah. am. I'm a victim of the hurricane. Um, I you know what? I should bring the hurricane into my real life, too, because it's so silly. Yeah. But I, it was so much fun to shoot it too. And it was fun giving Griffin a little smack. <laughs> right. Was it with that though? Like, did, did it have to be like, well, the camera's right there. You actually have to give whole hog or were you pulling your punches? No, we, we, I was pulling the punches of it, but uh, we did one that we weren't supposed to, but I gave him a little, like a little, whack, but it oh. wasn't hard at all. I couldn't, he was like, go harder. And I was like, I'm not gonna no. <laughs> but it was it was really fun. And then the other guys like Niall and and Jeremy and stuff, everyone was like cover do it to me. So I was we were just like doing it. Like I was splashing people with water when we were waiting for setups. Like everyone got really in on it. <laughs> See, I, that's the, the I I totally understand like why you might hold back because I can I've been in situations yeah. where like you're thinking oh I can totally because you know guys are guys right yeah. Like, and, and I grew up with some guys that, you know, everybody thought that they were tough. You know, yeah. everybody's tough until you get hit. And then, Listen, then you realize. I think I'm tough. Like, I feel like I'm usually like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm all in for, like, fun and games. And I could, like, I like to think that I could, you know, be silly with my friends and give them, a, like, a little. But I couldn't. It's so funny. Yeah, you think you're so tough and that you, you're just like, yeah, just stick them. And I was like... <laughs> No. Also, it's my job. Like, I'm not gonna like go right. around smacking people in my workplace. Like, but it was Although, so really fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's one of you know, like as an actor, sometimes you get to do things on screen that you can't do normally in real life, and one of those things is slapping people in the face, like in this case. But oh, like, absolutely, you know, there's other things that people get to do. Uh, you know, as actors, like be murderers or be yeah, right. Or I um, one of my, my, I have this really fantastic acting coach who's like in her seventies, and she's like a Brooklyn broad, and she um, she always says she's like actors as long as they you know they they don't get lost a little bit, they always live longer than everyone else because we get to like experience these things and like let those big feelings out. And I mean, Amy, I feel like was a little bit more controlled, although in a way, like Amy's so fun, and I get to be so loud, and I get to be so silly uh the episode that comes out i think next week there was this one line that i had to do and i had bill purple um our director and ep just in stitches because i was so loud and he was like i don't think a human being can physically be louder and like what how many opportunities do you get in your life to go and just really let it rip and be loud and make noise like i feel like not a lot of the time you know no, no at least or or leads to arrests, you know. Yeah, so. exactly. Or it's like super inappropriate in our world, where even if it's fun, you know, even if it's even if it is a a positive feeling versus a negative feeling, we live like in very like quiet lives. So it's like kind of fun because as an actor, you get to really take the top off of things. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And well, speaking of taking the top off of things, and of course, you mentioned Bill Purple. Um, you, uh, on this particular shoot, you were picking the director's brains. You were asking a lot of <laughs> questions on set about how it would the, the behind the scenes stuff on the behind camera stuff and how it works. Is that correct? 
Yeah. So um, I'm originally a classically trained ballerina. And then I started acting when I was uh, injured and I couldn't dance anymore. And so, you know, I've come through the acting world and I feel really secure. And like, I feel like I know how my side of things really works. I'm always learning every day, but I've got it, you know, I've got the basics down. (laughs) So, you know, I have my eye on, I've actually just finished writing my first short film and I'm hoping to go into pre-production like like right now, like yesterday, and we're looking to shoot uh, before the fall, hopefully. Um, so I was picking Bill's brain just because I wanted to know everything about anything, anything directing wise, producing wise. I even um, Jason, our uh, director of photography, he like was pulling out camera lenses. Like I was really fortunate to get to come in and shadow once I was done shooting on the show for the last couple of days of production and just like be a sponge, learn everything I could. It's awesome. So you get your own little film school there. That's fantastic. Yeah, I will say, and it's not fair, but being on set and working is the best film school you can get your hands on. And that's not accessible to everyone. So I feel very, very fortunate because also I'm not the best structured learning person. So I don't know if I would survive film school. (laughs) So I'm really grateful for what I've gotten to, you know, go through and learn from the best. Yeah. My, uh, I, I could never go to film school because my, uh, my wallet wouldn't be able to survive film school. I know. Yeah. I know. They, some of them are, there's one, I won't name names, but there's one here in Vancouver where I'm based out of that is a fortune to go to. So, you know, yeah, it definitely oh not accessible to everyone, which isn't fair because making TVs fun and cool and people who want to do it should get to, but. Yeah. That's, you know, you, you bring up a great point. Like as much as people think about, uh, how actors like yourself, you know, performers and, you know, directors and everything that goes along with that. It's such a fun, great job. Like, obviously it's super hard work. You guys put in so much, so much time learning and and doing the things that you do. And it's not an easy job to get into. Like even, even when you are, uh, you know, in a situation like yourself where you're able to, to take one job and then start to learn about another job, you know, it's still, it's not, not everybody. Gets totally. well, and I think everyone in this industry is really, you become used to kind of like everyone calls it like a feast and famine. Like things get really, really big and crazy. And then things get really lean as so you kind of get used to kind of looking and seeing where you can expand your world, seeing where like also as actors, people spend a lot of time sitting around waiting for the phone to ring. And that's not very me. And I personally, like I, I set out to tell stories. I love telling stories. And so this is just an expansion of me getting to tell stories, especially stories that are um, maybe ones that I've been waiting to tell. Like this short film has been, I think, in my head for a while and finally getting it out has been so interesting and really fun. And I've already got like another one on the go. And no. um, yeah, I think at least for me, I'm always looking for ways to continue making art and make more art and now this is a way bigger step into producing my own stuff it's guys it's intimidating (laughs) but i'm Uh, enjoying it so far that's awesome though that's really now is this is this more dramatic work is it comedic what's what's the genre of short I love doing comedies. I get cast in a lot of comedic roles. Um, it's a drama. I was like, why not go uh, really hard? Um, it's a drama. It's actually based on some of my experiences being a ballet dancer. So it's a little bit set in that ballet world. However, I really, I wanted to write something that wasn't like kind of that schlocky ballet story that everybody knows. So I'm really leaning on some more grounded, like real life, like, like, slice of life moments versus it being like very like go to the big school and everybody's mean kind of thing yeah so I'm, I'm excited that's it's like this is the first time i'm even talking about what's in it in an interview and i'm like oh so nervous <laughs> hey well no that you're not don't be nervous be excited the I'm exact same feeling, excited. but it's much better. There yeah. No, I'm so excited. It's it's really a labor of love. And I'm lucky, you know, because I have gotten to be on these really big productions and I've, you know, I've worked on indies. I've kind of done done any genre except for like a massive slasher. I've never done one of those, but I've gotten to try everything so far in my career. So I'm excited to apply all the things nice. I've Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And and with this film, like uh are you excited to come back into the world of uh, ballet a little bit, you know, like, or, or is this kind of oh, exercising your exercising your demons a little bit? Oh, exactly. So excited. So personal, um, which is really different than, you know, when you come into a TV show and you're handed your script and you're like, whatever you guys say I'm doing, you know, sure. And it's so much fun, but it's a very different relationship to the work. Um, 
So yes, it's going to not exercising demons, but almost freeing them, you know, exploring those things that maybe I spent a long time not thinking about, um, which I think everyone can relate to, you know, things happen in your life that, you know, you spend five, 10 years being like, I just don't even, I just can't even, and, you know, bringing it back and really looking at it and really reflecting on it has been really interesting. Um, and then I love ballet. I could talk about it for hours. So I'm really excited to go back into that world and apply everything I learned. There you go. Now, when this, again, not to jump ahead, but when this short is complete, if it gets good reactions, is there a possibility to maybe go further with a feature on the same subject? That is certainly the the plan, the dream. I have a couple. Um, I really believe in building short films that are standalone, like works of art and aren't just like a pitch. But I, I do have a plan. So, you know, of course, hopefully it is everything I dream it will be. And hopefully it does, you know, well in festivals and then hopefully we can build it out. And I actually have another short film I'm developing, which I think has an even, it's a little bit, it's just different, you know, making Mm. things is so different. And it's, um, that one, I have a plan for a future too. So basically I got big ambitions and I better start working extra. That's good. No, I, I look forward to the time when you come back on the show to talk about those projects. Oh, I can't wait. Definitely. Definitely. Well, no, that's great. Well, Tedra, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. Again, your character, the character Amy is just a fun character to watch. And uh, again, it made me, I winced and at the same time had a pleasant memory from the hurricane. There you go. I'm so glad that Amy could really make an impression because God, did I love playing her. She was just fun. Her costumes were fantastic. So I'm really, really glad that you guys, we're traumatized by the hurricane. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Hope you have a, a great night tonight. Perfect. Thank you so much. You too. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Tedra. So that was Tedra Rogers. You can check her out on uh, Cruel Summer, which is on Freeform in the States and ABC Spark here in Canada. Check local listings. We've come to the end of the program. Mr. Green. Yes. Don't you tell any lies now. Tell the good folks where they can find us. I never tell lies, ever. And if you like That's what we That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't, though. This I won't isn't lie. Though. I won't lie. For the next, like, 30 seconds to a minute, I will not lie. If you like what we do here, you can always find additional content at patreon.com slash geekcard. For everybody who participates in that right now, we thank you guys ever so much. You guys are super important and helpful to us. Thanks. And for those of you who are not... That's okay. We get it. But it'd be super cool if you joined us. A whole you know, lot because, cooler if you did. Absolutely. You know, just come on over and join us. It. Join it. us. Get we are not a cult. That's right. We are not a cult. I have been legally told that we have to say that. We are not a cult. Oh, we're just buddies that all like to hang out in the same place and really take orders from one guy. That's right, and and wear similar clothing and all say the same things, kind of in a chant-like thing, but we are not a cult. Sometimes uh, we wait for a comment. That's all. That's right. <laughs> Maybe, you know, we're not confirming nor denying any of that stuff. Uh, of course, you can always check out YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Yes, even Pinterest. Search Geek Card Show on any of those platforms, and you will find us there. Check out our website, geekcardshow.com, for more news, reviews, and the podcast version of this very show, available on Mondays after 2 p.m. Of course... If you don't listen live, which I don't know why you didn't, and you're super forgetful like I am, which I understand why you could be, the best way to listen to us is to do what, Andrew? Is to subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice, be it the iTunes, the Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, tuned in, Spotify, wherever you catch your pods. And while you're there, leave a five-star rating and review. And I don't know where this accent came from. It just kind of started well, when I started talking. That's It's it's kind of your junior Casey Kasem. That's okay, though. It's all right. Uh, as always, you can uh, if you want to continue the conversation with us, you can email us, geekcardshow at gmail.com. Welcome back to Dance Party. Uh, thank you so much to Tedra Rogers and Jay Torres for coming on the program. For Jay Torres, for DC Kids YouTube channel, for Adventure Comics, Motion Comics, for Joyride, for Tedra Rogers, for Cruel Summer, For Mr. Green and for Yuri in the booth, this is Andrew Young saying if you're going to geek out, you might as well geek hard on Reality Radio 101.
are listening to Key Card with your host, Andrew Young and Mr. Green, right here on Reality Radio 101.